What's up, y'all? I hope you guys are getting the utmost care for yourselves and making sure that you are taking some time to recalibrate during this time. Because today on Now That's Life, we're going to discuss how we can manage our anger when the world around us seems to be in complete disarray. And we are firsthand in that right now. It's easy to now sit and think about everything that seems to annoy us and gets us angered about what we can't control. That's why it's the best of times to get recentered, learn to realistically review our thoughts and emotions, and also get back to a more balanced place in life. I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis-Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a licensed specialist in school psychology, a nationally certified school psychologist, an associate and tenured professor, and a certified professional life coach. And this is the Now That's Life podcast. Now, while I want this podcast to be a helpful and also a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Once again, thank you all for all the love that you've been sending me, all of the wonderful well wishes and kind words, but also sending me your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, trusting me to that level on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and also letting me know some of the things you want to see. I appreciate you, and I definitely try to read everything and respond as much as I can. So please keep the love coming, keep the show ideas coming, and also let Let me know what you want to see across the other social media platforms. I love y'all. Well, y'all, it's another week in social distancing and self-quarantine land. And many of you all know that this has been such a time, if ever, to hear our own thoughts and to really mull in them and really sit and have all this time to ruminate on everything that's happening. And with the state of the world, I have to say, I've been hearing from so many people, especially when it comes to expressing anger. I can empathize as the uncertainty of the world makes it easy to stay big mad and find old and new things to be upset about, myself included. But a recent message I received on my email from a loyal listener had me really thinking about some things in in terms of anger, and more specifically, how we're handling this time. Some of us are literally alone in this. Some of us are in a house full of people that once we weren't really having to be around at all times, and now we're finding ourselves in these situations. This gives us a chance to spark some angry feelings and also think back on some past hurts, some past harms. And I want to read this email that I got over at High at drninaellishervey.com that really touched me in almost every way, just thinking about how this whole social distancing, self-quarantining really gets us in our heads and it can get into our hearts when we think in terms of our anger and controlling it. So this email read, hey, Dr. Hervey, can you make a podcast on anger management? I can honestly say that I do have a bad temper and some anger issues. To remain calm, I use five things to see, four things to smell, three to hear, two to touch, and the last to taste. 
or the peace of mind breathing techniques, and I'll eventually calm down. But having an argument with a family member and later seeing them brings the issue back up or seeing them bring the issue back up angers me all over again. What other technical aspects can I learn from your standpoint? Now, while I'm going to say that I'm no expert in anger land, I do understand emotions and I do understand their importance. And so I really want to dedicate a lot of those sentiments today and make sure that we discuss this and some of the things that we can do that are practical, realistic and within our grasp right now. So now I first want to say that anger is a natural emotion. I want to say that to the writer We all experience it and feel it. It ranges from mild irritation to some intense rage. One thing that people like to do is cancel out certain emotions that don't fit with what they want to see or hear or smell or whatever. But anger is a real one and we cannot just let it out. (laughs) We can't also just keep it in. And I think that it's important to acknowledge it for what it is and realize that it's not necessarily a bad thing to have anger. It's an emotion of ours. It's natural. But one thing we do need to realize is that it can lead us to saying things that we don't mean. Yelling at our families, threatening co-workers, sending ridiculous emails. Y'all know the keyboard thugging. We know all about that. The Internet thugs, the keyboard thugs, also health issues and even getting physical with folks. We know that we've seen a lot of these things happen and whether they're within the character of the person, a lot of times the underlying issue is some level of anger or something else that's going on to fuel the anger. Now, these bouts and spats can also be mild, like thinking about situations and events that upset us or venting about those that annoy you. And we know a lot of times when people get on our nerves, whether they be at work, whether they be a family member, a so-called friend or associate, we know that we can get into some venting behaviors. According to Amy Morin, a licensed clinical social worker, anger management isn't about never getting angry. Instead, it involves learning how to recognize, cope with and express your anger in healthy and productive ways. We can all learn a bit from managing the way we express our anger. It doesn't mean that we have to get rid of it totally. Like I said, anger serves a purpose and it also helps us in certain situations where things aren't necessarily right or up to par. We need to also remember that some mental health problems can be linked to anger management issues like post-traumatic stress disorder that can be linked to aggressive outbursts. Depressive disorders can also cause irritability and make it difficult to manage some of our anger outbursts and issues. In those cases, it's best to seek the help of a licensed mental health professional. And I mean that, guys, especially if we know that our anger is taking us to a new level, it's causing harm to ourselves and others. We need to seek the help that we need and we should shouldn't feel ashamed about that like that has to be normalized and we have to realize when we've reached our threshold of self-help it's important to help yourself 
but sometimes you can't help yourself anymore and we need to focus on what's right to do in those situations. Today, I'll be using a model from Very Well Mind that I've linked in the show notes as a framework. So in my work though, something that's quite effective for this is cognitive behavioral therapy or cognitive behavioral strategies. And this is basically based on the notion that your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors are all connected. So all of those things, your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, your emotions, all of them are pretty much fueled and fired by one another. And it is important to recognize them and also recognize what's happening within you when these things happen. So if we want to shift our emotional state away from anger, we can change that and change what we're thinking about and what we're doing in order to get better results and come down from being big mad. So y'all, here are some things to add to your life to help shift your anger and hopefully reduce it effectively. So the first thing is identifying what triggers the anger. And a lot of times what we don't like to focus on is what is really happening with me right now that's causing this anger. Is it the same thing every day? Is it the traffic I'm sitting in? And right now we shouldn't be sitting in traffic, but that's just an example. Or is it really seeing a certain person that strikes up some anger within my heart? Or when someone speaks of someone, or if I heard someone said something about me, I need to make sure that I identify where that anger is coming from so that I know what it is, <laughs> what what triggers it, and also how that I might change that situation up so that I'm not easily so triggered. And what I mean by that is if you know speaking to a certain person and they're always telling you or gossiping to you about so-and-so saying this and that about you, then maybe you need to change when you're speaking to them or if you're speaking to them or if they're worth speaking to or if you need to change your conversations with them overall. Let's also say that it's in, it involves things that you can avoid, like certain places that you go or things that you do. And I know right now we're limited in those spaces, but also just thinking about that for future times. You know, now we do have the chance to kind of control where we're going, even though it's a small radius or place. But we kind of have that control right now, even in our own homes, hopefully. And if you're around people that are harming or harmful to you or make you angry or irritate you and I hate to say make you because I feel like we need to make sure that we're getting a grasp on the things that happen for us I do think that people serve as triggers but I think it's quite important for us to identify where that's coming from so that we can change what happens before it occurs and something I like to teach is antecedents behaviors and consequences so antecedents is what happens before so let's say your your anger at outbursts identify what happens before then identify the actual behavior which is that outburst what literally happens when that happens and then the consequence of that behavior is it absolutely worth it and consequences can be positive they can be ne negative for you but it just means what happens directly after that behavior if it's your sense of guilt goes up if it's you feeling even more tense stressed out then it is not worth it and so we have to really consider ourselves in that and consider our responses and what triggers those responses in the beginning of our anger. 
the next thing is to really determine if your anger is acting as a friend or a foe or a friend or an enemy. And we have to determine that because your anger might give you the courage you need to stand up to make a change. So sometimes anger is not a negative thing, meaning if you see somebody done wrong, if you see an issue that you can speak up on that has made you upset or angered you, and you know that it's caused harm to another group of people, it's important to speak up on that. But also, it can serve as your enemy because if you're always turning people away by lashing out on them, being rude to people because you've been triggered, it's serving as an enemy because it's keeping people away from you due to your own actions, due to you not being able to control or not choosing to control your levels of anger and how you take that out on people. So we really have to sit back and think, is our anger serving a purpose? And when I say serving a purpose, is it a positive purpose? Is it a negative purpose? Because either one could be possible with anger. But we need to make sure that we identify that, know that for ourselves, and that will also help us further. And if you do decide to seek treatment, which I would hope you do if you're having issues with anger, it will also help you to think about how anger has served you in your life has it pushed you to where you want to go or has it held you back has it kept important people out of your life or has it brought people in all of those are important questions and I know that can sound confusing because most people might be thinking anger would never bring people into your life but when anger or anger spikes are used for good and you're not physically harming or emotionally harming anyone because of it but it fuels you to do something to help with the situation that angered you that might bring people into you that might compel people to want to join you and also join in something that could be positive. So we have to think about how our anger is serving us and what we can do better in order to make sure that it doesn't get out of whack. The next thing is to recognize the red flags and the warning signs. When you recognize your warning signs, you have the opportunity to take immediate action so you can prevent yourself from doing or saying things that create even bigger problems in your life. A lot of times we're not looking for those warning signs. What's coming up to tell us what we need to do in this situation? Where is our anger directing and leading us? Much like some of the last ones that I've talked about, like identifying your triggers and looking at those things closely, this is much the same. But if we don't look for those warning signs and also think back to the last time we were angry and how that might not have served us well, then it might find us or find our we might find ourselves in similar situations that might not be good for us. So you want to make sure that you're thinking about your actions. You want to think about what's happening, what's glaring in front of you, what happens to your body in these situations. Sometimes you hear people say they see red. They can't hear anything. They're literally buzzing with heat when something makes them angry. And so those are all red flags and warning signs. What's happening to you? I know for me, just even personally, whenever I get angry, I start to get warm. <laughs> start to get warm and I need to cool off or walk away or think. Or I also space out. 
you know, I might forget what I was trying to say or lose my points. And sometimes that's a warning sign that I need to step away from the situation because we don't know what might come out of our mouths. We don't know what we might say or what we might do that's not going to be constructive and elevate you to the next level, right? Anger can serve as a way to hold you back. And remember from last situations that you've gone through, any red flags, any issues that you've had in the past with your anger and how that played out for you whether you ended up locked up or without a friend you need to think about that before you engage in angry behavior or situations the next thing is to make sure that you step away from the situation and if there's someone that you routinely or usually get into a heated debate with or a problem or dispute with like a friend a family member Make sure that you talk about taking a time out and resume when you're both feeling calm. And I know that it really seems hard to do that, but you're not going to be constructive going back and forth, especially when you're not listening to each other. And that's something that I always try to remember about anger. And I can remember that sometimes that's upset other people when it comes to my approach to anger. Sometimes I want to just be quiet or walk away. Now, I like to argue and argue is not always a bad thing. But sometimes when I feel myself getting too heated and I know it's not going anywhere and I might say something I can't take back, I kind of walk away and I ask for that space because you don't want to do something that you can't reverse. You don't want to harm in a way that you cannot heal. And so that's something that I always try to keep on my mind and think about. And how does that apply right now in the situation that we're in? Sometimes you need to walk away from the TV, from the radio, from the podcast, from the video that's talking about the coronavirus, COVID-19, all the people that are passing away, all of the issues that are happening in the world. No, I'm not saying don't be realistic about it or block it out. But sometimes we spend too much of our time on that and it does not become constructive it only makes us angry in other parts of our lives because we can't solve the issue and the more we watch it the more problems and the more troubled we become and the more issues we face and so we have to pace ourselves with that be realistic about the time we're spending on something like that because it could be triggering us and causing more anger outbursts as well more stress more anxiety often equals more anger thing is to make sure that you talk to a trusted person and if you're going to talk to a friend make sure that you're working to develop a solution or reducing your anger and not just venting and I'm guilty of this I think many of us are we think that we have to get our anger out 100% of the time and that's not always true sometimes you just need to switch gears speak with someone who might offer a calming voice or soothe you also think about the fact that you could come up with solutions with that person instead of venting or going off I know sometimes it's like PTSD you start talking about the situation and you relive it you get more angry every time you tell the story you get off the phone you go tell the story to somebody else and somebody else by the end of it you don't even recognize the story you just so angry it's just filled with anger <laughs> and that's just what happens and so sometimes in those situations you need someone who's sound in your life that's going to lead you to better options and solutions as opposed to just allowing you to gossip talk the situation up 
or make it even worse. And in these times that are hectic, stressful, as well as anxiety ridden, it's not going to make the situation any better. And so we need to find ways to relieve the tension and relieve the anger as opposed to allowing it to continue to fuel on. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode on anger management and are really taking away some great information for yourself or applying some things where they do apply. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break, but we'll be right back after these quick messages. So y'all, we are back and I want to jump right back into some of the things that we can do with managing our anger, especially during already stressful times. So The next thing is to make sure that you get your body moving. And this is self-explanatory. Y'all know I'm always talking about the power of motion, exercise, taking good care of yourself. Not just because I've lost over 100 pounds and kept it off. But I tell you, some days the only thing I have to hang on is the fact that I did some kickboxing that morning. Or I got a little jog in. Or I did some stress relieving yoga. Whatever it is, it helps to decompress. And remember that aerobic activity activity reduces stress which might improve your frustration tolerance and so since you've already gotten out a lot of frustrations a lot of anger a lot of you know push and energy from your body that might be extra it helps you feel better in different situations and it might also solve the issue of you feeling overly anxious and anxiety ridden which might lead to you being less touchy about specific situations especially when they have to do with other people. So the next thing is to rewire the way that you are thinking. And when you find yourself thinking about things that fuel your anger, you want to reframe your thoughts. You want to make sure that you're focusing on the facts. And that's the way to reframe. Because sometimes when we're angry, we go off into la-la land. We want to believe what we want to believe. We make up things that don't exist that we've never heard of. And we will cause ourselves to believe that we are right in every situation. That we saw a situation for a certain thing. But sometimes we have to make sure that we calm down. Put ourselves in a new frame of mind. And focus on what is fact. That's without adding in catastrophic predictions or distorted exaggerations that can help us stay calmer. And I know a lot of times, and I've seen this with clients, with students, with people that I work with, is that it's easy for us to really make a situation bigger than what it is. And y'all have heard of the snowball effect, just making things continue to grow and grow and grow. What I like to do is to sit in the moment and actually say to myself what was fact. What I mean is express to myself what everyone in the room at the time of the situation would have experienced or seen from any angle. That's fact. Not what happened in my head, not how I interpreted it. None of that. So, you know, if the chair was red, the chair was red. That's fact. Okay. Um, But saying things like people just say things to make me mad. That's what you think. You know, that might not be the truth. You haven't talked that through with anybody and you can't put that off on anybody just yet. Now, if you can prove it otherwise, that's different. But you want to stay in fact land. Fact land keeps you even better and sharper. And that's the same thing that we're seeing with this whole coronavirus thing, right? So a lot of times we're fueled by what's not fact. What is fact is some of the numbers that we see out there. What is fact is what we can do to handle ourselves and what we can do with our families. 
What we cannot handle is what we believe other people are doing, what conspiracy theories are happening, all of these other things. When we start to think about that, the snowball effect kicks in and everything gets bigger and bigger and worse and worse. And before we know it, we're angry with the world. We want to cause harm to something or infiltrate the system or whatever it is. And we have to be able to be in control of our levels of anger and stress at these times so that we can be our best for ourselves and the others that are around us and our families whom we love. The next thing is to change that channel and find something to do that will keep your mind occupied enough that you won't ruminate on the things upsetting you. Then your body and your brain have the chance to actually calm down. And what I mean by changing the channel is not the actual channel, but sometimes that needs to change too on the television. Turn it off. But something we need to do is learn to change or switch gears. And I'm not saying switch gears into changing the subject when someone is talking to you to fit your narrative. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that sometimes we need to switch gears from thinking about the things we're ruminating on or thinking about over and over and over again. We need to move on to something different. Even if we're returning to that subject or thinking about it later, sometimes focusing on it a little bit too hard at one time can cause us distress, pain and anger. And we will find that it only gets worse and worse with time. And that's going to cause you also some health concerns and issues. So you want to be careful about that because that's how our blood pressures go up. That's how we make ourselves more susceptible to illnesses. And that is important during this time where we're trying to stay healthy. Make sure that you're focusing on that and figuring out what might help you in this time and the best way to calm down might be to change the channel in your brain and focus on something else altogether like I said it's just making sure that you are thinking about something totally different if you have control over just having one little thing that you enjoy putting puzzles together organizing your room cleaning out your closet something that makes you feel a little bit better after you do it because it makes you better then do it switch gears get off the subject and move along. It's only going to benefit you in the future, help you stay more mentally, physically, and emotionally sound, and also give you answers to questions that maybe you had and maybe you need to think about even further. The next thing is to try to do real relaxation exercises. Now, I talked about the physical exercises, but sometimes we need to exercise our right to relax, <laughs> to calm down, to chill out, okay? There are many different relaxation exercises and it's important that we find the one that might be best for us. So breathing exercises and what we call progressive muscle relaxation are two common strategies for reducing tension. I've made some links for you guys down in the show notes. So check out some of those ones that are recommended by a lot of professionals that are out there. Now, relaxation exercises take practice. And I have a lot of people that I hear say things like breathing in and out don't help. And, you know, sitting down and being calm or closing my eyes and meditating doesn't work. But if you've only tried it once, I mean, can you really say you've practiced? And a lot of times, Half of us don't even understand what meditating means. We're not even quiet enough, long enough to meditate. So let's be realistic about our expectations and also how we're getting to our goals. Now, at first, you might think or feel as though they're not effective at all. And you might even question if it's going to work for you or why you're even wasting your time. But with practice, 
there can become even more chances that you get some go-to strategies that work well for your anger management. I know for me, sometimes breathing before I speak stops me from even talking in my petty ways. And I told y'all before, I've admitted this in the past, I used to be a class clown and I can be quite petty, petty labelle in fact, but sometimes I have to think and breathe. And when I breathe, It gives me less ammunition and also it's less loose on my tongue. And sometimes when we speak too quickly, because in this society we've been taught to speak as quickly as possible without thinking. Sometimes that quick breath gives you a thought and allows you to sit in whether or not you should express that thought or not, whether it's appropriate or not. And it could be right and it could be wrong, but that's not what we're arguing right now. Should you just relax and chill on it? Let it go, breathe and move forward more calmly? Or should you let that comment fly? You decide, but you need to make sure you're practicing ways to make sure you're making the best decision in those cases. The next thing is to explore the feelings that fuel your anger. My goodness, many of us do not like to look at ourselves in the mirror, but we do need to in these situations because anger is not always the feeling that we're feeling when we become angry or upset at others. Sometimes it helps to take a moment and think about what emotions might be lurking underneath your anger. And right now, in particular with this world, being uncertain, whew, the anxiety, the frustration, the, the, the upsetness at the state of the economy, even if you haven't lost your job, sometimes looking at others lose theirs, not knowing what they're going to do, all the issues that happen with that can ball up in you and cause anger. And it might not be coming from an angry place. It might just be coming from anxiety. It might just be coming from sadness. It could be coming from other sources that are fueling the anger bug, but not necessarily from anger. And anger often serves as a protective mask to help you avoid feeling more painful emotions as well. Things like embarrassment, sadness, and also disappointment. So if you've ever gone through a breakup, right? One of the first things people like to do is lash out or find a way to make the other person wrong. Instead of thinking about the part they've played in situations, it's easier for us to lash out and to you know, be angry at someone or at a situation and make it fit our own narrative than it is to really think about it, to really calm down and think about where our feelings are coming from. Are we angry because we should be? Are we angry because a person has done something that has truly harmed us? Or is it because we're embarrassed? Is it because we're disappointed? Is it because we're upset with ourselves? Those are all questions to ask ourselves. And especially at this time, right now, it's important to realize where our angry feelings might be coming from. It could be coming from that uncertainty, that self-doubt, that sadness, those issues related to hearing so much negativity. And in those cases, we need to use our other coping strategies to help us move forward and also refocus that energy. And last but certainly not least, one of the things that might seem a little cheesy but really works is create a calm down kit. Yes. And y'all know I talk about these types of things over on YouTube all the time. I call them self-care kits and I love them. Um, You want to think about objects that might help engage your senses. So when you can look, hear, see, smell, and touch calming things, You can change your emotional state. And this could be as little as a scent of a soap 
that you enjoy. This could be as little as a candle that you like or a picture you like to look at. All of those things. I have so many videos on this, y'all. There's a link down below to my YouTube channel. Take a look at all the playlists. I have a lot of self-care things and a lot of things like that that could help you in the show notes. Also, you might choose music or images, any guided meditations that are out there or instructions, instructions that help us breathe, that help us to think. And also there's so many things like Calm, the app on your phone that really helps you to exercise being present in the now and also just thinking about your breaths and taking life in those are always so important and I also love the app pep talk and that gives you access to so many motivational messages and speeches speeches that really do help to lighten your mood and change your thinking or your way of thinking I mean I've heard all kinds of people on that app from Kobe Bryant to Michelle Obama to TD Jakes there's so many great speakers there that even if you don't necessarily like the people the messages that are there really are awesome and most of them are free so check that out guys and I want you to remember this I want you to remember this this will not be a perfect road and it's going to take daily work, but it's definitely worth it. And I wanted to do this because I know right now we're at a time where it's easy to become angered, angered at what's happening, angry at our leadership, angry at the people that are in your face right now, angry that you're alone most of the time, angry that you don't have a choice, it seems, in your life right now. Most of us are being ordered to stay at home, myself included, and I'm not one to be out and about in the streets all the time. I travel a lot so that's thrown a rich in that game but I know one thing is that I have to think about the facts I need to be safe right now we really are going through a pandemic there's other issues that are happening and it could be so much worse right doesn't seem like it could be but it could and I have to pull from what I've been through in order to get to where I'm going and I urge you guys to do the same definitely do the same well that's all y'all make sure that you stay tuned for more subscribe to know when i post my next episode because i really enjoy that you guys are enjoying these and sign up for my e-newsletter at drnitaellishervey.com and you'll also receive my free eight-day supernatural video course which is free when you sign up. And many of you all have told me that that free course in itself has proven to be life-changing and has really helped you in so many ways. And I'm so excited because soon the mentorship membership will be released. And I'm going to be so happy to share that with you guys on a new level. And I'm looking forward to all the members and the people that I hope will take and, and benefit from it and apply those practical solutions daily to help you live your best life that's where we trying to go and make sure that you find me over on youtube instagram facebook and twitter at beautiful brown baby doll and dr nina and i think that you will not be disappointed at finding a lot of the free resources and items that i have prepared for you guys now i want you guys to take easy take it easy take care of yourselves take care of your families but remember to put your oxygen mask on first. This is about you also resetting, getting back to where you need to go. We will come out of this, but the way we come out of it is going to be a big part of your own determination, your own thought processes, and the way you choose to use this time. So I love y'all much. 
Take care of yourselves. Take care of everything you need to right now that you can within your power. Now I'm signing out. Dr. Nina. Peace.